two, three. Because we're famous for this podcast. No, we weren't famous before. Now we're famous for this podcast. It's what we're famous for. I am, um, I am the guy who came up with uh, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Oh, okay. Hot dog himself. Right. Hot dog co- uh, contest, man. That's a good, good idea for a... If it was first uh, concocted for, for Nathan's hot dogs, I think. Like, if they weren't already having hot dog eating contests. Oh, uh, yeah. You might not be able to call yourself an inventor if you're just like taking the contest and putting somebody else's name in front of it. I thought you were the guy that invented also eating the buns. Oh, yeah. Ah, that was my yeah, big uh that was my big gift to like the hot dog contest. It used to just be back in the back when they used to do it in the Cub Scouts, it was all no bun and when just Nathan the dogs. Yeah, just the dogs. Uh Nathan came around, added the buns and uh was able to call himself an inventor possibly just from that, I guess. Gotcha. He had the patent on it. Yeah. Yeah. I am trying to figure out if there was... So there was hot dog eating contests before the Nathan's one, right? And they and they were just eating the hot dogs. And then you could eat like 800, 900 of just hot dogs. So they're like, this is... We're going to kill somebody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this way. <laughs> we got to get some buns or something. Got to get something <laughs> else to fill them up or whatever. It's the same approach. They take it like, you know, and all you can eat whatever buffet give them a bunch of buns so they don't kill themselves eating right isn't that the move or something like load up on rolls and then they don't eat the food and then we make more money or something or is that am i making yeah that's what i'm saying yeah yeah they were giving away too many hot dogs plus i think it was a problem with the scoreboard because you know how like basketball scoreboards in high school gyms only have the one for like the 100 with the light bulbs to save money they couldn't go beyond 199 so it's like we gotta we gotta keep this down they had to decide what was cheaper do we do we make people eat less, fewer hot dogs by adding buns, or do we invest in a scoreboard that goes higher? And I, I respect the decision they made based on that. I feel like 15 light bulbs is less expensive than, you know, 500 hot dogs, but I, I'm <laughs> horrible at math. Could, no idea. <laughs> it's the sign around it that I think around those bulbs that was the, big in, the bigger investment. They could have just considered uh, stopping, you know, stop doing these contests at uh, high school gyms too. That would have probably been fine. Oh, yeah. It's part of the tradition, though. I don't think they want to give that up. You know, it's like it's a lot of pomp and circumstance with the, the hot dog eating contest. It's really about like the, the environment. Same thing with like SEC college football. It's not just about the game. It's about who shows up and what you do. Yeah. Interesting. And is it do I feel like this has got to be the poster boy for other countries hating us, right? They have so much food. They have contests to see who can eat the most of it. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Nathan's does a world tour and like the world champion of Ethiopia is just like five hot dogs because that's all they have <laughs> yeah I do love the guys who eat just like a comically low amount like an amount that I would eat at my worst like some guy entered the contest with that <laughs> is that out there happening there's people like in the official contest that just eat like four and a half hot dogs <laughs> I mean maybe not four <laughs> like I do think there are probably a couple like and it's and it's oddly yeah I feel like it's oddly some of like the big fat people the bigger people who suck and it's these guys who like just learned how to do it but didn't bother getting fat who are killing it 
I think it's like five pro eaters than just the hungriest guy on the boardwalk that day. Right? Yeah, sir. Right. I do think there are a couple walk-ups, which I really respect that move as well. The walk-ups are great, and I think maybe the the uh, larger size folks suffer from uh, p- perhaps needing to have eaten more recently than the other guys. Yes. Right. Yep. That that was what right. always would have stopped me. I feel like, because um, yeah, you like hold off and wait. No, I want to eat when i want to eat that, there's no <laughs> holding off no 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 no. like if you want to have the the oh you know what would be a good move though just get really drunk like try your best i'm not saying it's gonna happen try your best not to have dinner get near blackout drunk and enter the hot dog eating contest <laughs> i think i yeah. could really give in the most Kobe unbelievable comeback <laughs> yeah i don't believe what i just saw <laughs> yeah People it's like invincible, just, like the Vince Papali story, but with hot dogs. Just a walk yes, on the street. Yes, invincible uh, for hot dogs. I like that. Blacked Are out. You allowed to uh, drink while you're doing the Nathan's hot dog eating contest? I mean, I think if you just bring your cup, I feel like, or you know what you do, you, instead of their cup that you dunk the bun in, you just ask nicely for, for beer, so you can continue to be blacked out. Right. Like, you don't want to come back to in the middle of TV and be like, oh my God, what the hell? Like, you would need to stay blacked out to be able to get through it. And then the next day, horrifiedly watch yourself. Or no, whenever it. <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> yeah. But at least maybe you I won the probably what? like 20 grand that you get for the winning it or whatever. What do you do when? Just like a flat like screen, middle of the road flat dogs, screen TV. <laughs> What'd you say? I just, I assume you do probably win like a lifetime supply of Nathan's hot dogs or something. (laughs) Just because it's a Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Right. right? And then like a little little bit of money, maybe. And then they ask that guy to buy the hot dogs for next year because he's got the free subscription. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, they they wind up with free hot dogs every year out of that. that, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that works out great. So actually, Nathan's went bankrupt because. Because they did that lifetime giveaway, and that guy just pays for the hot dog. Pay, quote pays for the hot dogs every year for the contest. Right, yeah. runs several contests of his own. <laughs> well, side contest, <laughs> hot dog Ponzi scheme. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, the side ones that are just a real obvious conflict of interest. <laughs> Nathaniel's hot dog eating contest, and it's like the logo. It's like the Tiger King equivalent of trying when he tried to rip off whatever logo. Just barely change it. Right. Jathan's. Tries to go to um, papaya dog, get like 20 hot dogs. <laughs> yeah. Any other good, what, what else are they eating out there in these food con- eating contests? Pie? Gotta be. Oh, yeah, there's pie eating contests. Yeah, it sounds right. Pie is like one of those fair lies, though. Like, oh, the pie eating contest at the county fair. County fairs and pie eating contests might be straight up like folklore. Never have. Truly yet. don't exist. The only time I've seen a pie eating contest is on Double Dare, where they have to do it with their hands tied behind their back. Yes. Oh, yeah. And another thing, pies became whipped cream on paper plates at some point. You guys notice that? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are those? How is that pie? I think those are like the the makeshift pies that athletes use to throw in the guy's face who's getting interviewed. I think they had to just come up with something. They couldn't bake pies anymore. The Yankees do it whenever someone has a walk-off, which I think is kind of like a very thoughtless gesture. Like, if they really wanted to celebrate the guy, they should make, like, a full-on lattice cake apple pie and, like, <laughs> shove it in that guy's face. Yeah. Right. They ask him to stay at third while they go in and cook the, like, from scratch, make a cake, 
And uh, <laughs> game ends at three thirty. Interviews at eight o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. And that w- the whole league stops hitting home runs for that very reason. I got to get home to my kids. Not worth the pot. <laughs> yeah. Didn't Kobayashi uh, go up against a bear in that like man versus beast uh, show? Where oh, I sure we, hope so. Was, remember, it was like people versus animals. Like there's a guy guy in a foot race with a giraffe maybe uh and then yeah kobayashi versus i want to say a bear like a grizzly bear that and, is and a hot, great hot, hot dog eating contest yeah what a program the bear has no idea it's in a contest it's just like what's happening <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i assume not yeah they spend years with a bear trainer trying to convince the bear <laughs> you know yeah explain to him just, what's happening all right never mind just go to the get in there um <laughs> we tried for years the bear didn't get it i don't know what to tell you yeah, they wasted all the money, the company's money on trying to make the bears understand because they thought that was more ethical. You know, like, oh, we can't just throw an right. animal in there and laugh laugh at the absurdity of a human racing him, which while we're at it, PETA must have been going nuts about that. Poss- possibly, yeah. Parading these animals around for entertainment. Who do they think they are? The zoo? Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't remember some of the other ones. There was lots of them. I don't remember all of the different uh, contests, though. That's great, man. I would like to go back and watch all of them if I can. I, I, I That sounds right up my alley. Um, like, you know how the really good nature and animal shows are like the Attenborough and like, uh, you know, the, the whoever does this, those nice, beautiful ones. Like my yeah. version of that for that would be like, I'm trying to make the equivalent of what we were saying before. My version would be like, those crappy like fight night animal ones like my point is i can right. get down with the trash animal shows uh as well as the beauty and i did a really poor job getting to that and explaining it but i hope hope we can all you know no, you, you, you like friends. art house animals and like big blockbuster animal shows it's like a, it's a yes. mix of both yes and the blockbuster ones will often no, straight just... to video animal shows that's more what it's like because it's not yes. like blockbuster it's very poorly done right straight to video and not taking any care to dance, you know, around any animal's feelings. It's like just a vicious fight. It's like animal fight night. They make it seem like animal UFC fights, for yeah. animals and stuff. Like, oh, like so trashy. Prank shows, love it. animal prank shows where they're like, you know, prank the animals. Know, just, yeah, either prank. <laughs> <laughs> they call up the, they call up the gorilla cage at the zoo, and watch him just hit or it. Like, shove a bunch of sheep sheep into someone's bedroom while they're sleeping or whatever uh you know the animal prank shows you know what i'm talking about. No, no, they, they, or like they they pull pranks on the animals like they have people jumping over sheep while the sheep are trying to sleep is that what so they it's do like, it's no but it's like the in, that would be a good prank on an animal whereas like oh yeah were sheep, you in, involved the, the animal people. in the prank i think the animal is being pranked in this show that's that i think that's a better idea like but and like you, you know yeah. but if you're using like the sheep to jump over he's more like Pranking the sleeping guy, I feel like. No, the sheep is sleeping or trying to sleep, and then people jump over the sheep. Oh, that's that's just downright clever. Okay, so we yeah, have but uh, probably not because it took me like four or five sentences to explain it. So maybe it wasn't a good one. No, but hey, no worries there. But yeah, if you can catch a bunch of yeah, do the opposite. Okay, so you take a bunch of animal cliches, then you have people do. Cal jumped over the moon. We take a moon and throw it over a cow. And then, ah, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> All the different animal-based uh, cliches. And we, 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 get, we take them back. 
Slide like a fox. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. You grab a bunch of bird's nests, stomp on them, and throw them in the bush. Hilarious. <laughs> no, Jesus I'm kidding. Christ. We love our bird friends. I'm totally kidding. Uh, but yeah, okay, we're on to something here. What other animal cliches throughout history go into the prank show and we show up, throw, in, throw a moon over a cow, take ruin a bird's nest and throw it in a bush? What else? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, it. I think, I think, I think we got the ones? two best ones. Like That's the peak right there. Yeah, I think we're not going to get any better than that. Uh, anything with tur- the tortoise and the hare. The tortoise and the hare, two in the stink. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that one would be weak. You get a tortoise and a hare and you just switch who wins. It's like an alternate ending. That one's not worth it, I don't think. I think you leave nah, that one out. Toss that one out. Yeah. Uh, Cal jumped over the moon. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack jumped over the candlestick. You could. Now you got nothing there. All right. Throw a candle at a guy named Jack? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a friend named Jack. That might work. People are animals. There we go. Still counts. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think other than that, I think we've reached the theme of this episode, and that episode, and that theme is animals. You're only are your as brethren. old as you look in shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And we've uh, taken this long to get welcome the Blade Man, Pete Bladell. And Bladell being it, huh? Uh, apparently, lot, yeah. A bunch of the closest people in his life are blood-dallin' the hell out of him over there. Oh, I, I have been, too. But yeah, I still do, too. I've been going Blade Man, so that's that's good. Well, I, I'm I'm under the assumption, I, I operate under the assumption that if I correct people on the pronouncing of my last name, I'm the asshole. So I think I that's correct. It... I let Muth go all day. Muth, I'm definitely letting go. That's just almost... Yeah, maybe Bloodell is the Muth of your name. It's Certainly. like, good enough. Muth, yeah, you're you're good. That works. We're close. Okay. Bladell, if it, it was a cor- if it was a correction the other way, I think you'd be okay. Like if your real name was Bloodell and you were correcting people from Bladell, uh, that, that would, would be, be worse. fine. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> I, no I, I think because uh, yeah, no, it's worse my way because yes. the long A where there's like a very yeah. elitist kind of thing where it's like oh, pronounce your letters, please. Bladell. Yeah, Bladell. Yeah, it's, like, oh, it's almost yeah. French. Off it's very effete. Yeah. It just uh, yeah, it's it's an easy way to make people not wish they didn't know your name at all. The Blade Man. Yeah. How do you like the Blade, Blade Man? Man? It's obviously just an absurd, stupid in-house nickname, but. Yeah, very because uh, I am not tough or dangerous at all, so I think it uh, is not fitting, which means it works. The blady M dog. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't even think about a blade like a, something you would cut somebody with. I, I genuinely, my brain did not make the connection at all. <laughs> oh, I, I, I think like Rebel Without a Cause, James Dean, Leather Jacket, uh, ah. you know, West Side Story, all the movies in the fifties uh, cliches yeah, were you, just flick it you out. You acquired the, the nickname Blade Man and through a series of uh, decisions that you made. Yeah, the bad video, it's all the same guy. When you're a blade, you're a blade all the way from your last dying death. Um, Blade, the blade man. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely making the connection to knife. I was was seeing knives over here. Seeing knives. I was thinking just the first part of your name. That's all. Okay. That's what I did. That's nice. That's almost a nicer way to think about it because you don't want to be, you don't want to have blades, you know. Sticking out of your face, Fuck. yeah. <laughs> He's made of blades. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, what was I seeing? Knives like that almost reminds me. 
I was seeing blue, seeing knives. That that should be the ready to fight. Like I was ready to kill that guy. I was seeing knives. Uh, shooting, staring daggers at somebody. Is that oh, what you're there. up with? Okay, good. There already is one. I was going to say that seemed all too good to be true. <laughs> staring daggers, right? Ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, staring knives. Thought I, I invented a whole knives. new phrase. Very close. Yeah, I was ready to write. You know, the president of words. Um, you see red also to to mean that same sort of thing. Sea red. There's a sea of red. The Red Sea. There you go. Is that the one that floats you? And that brings us to the theme. Of <laughs> 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 Is that the one that floats you up? It's That's the, the Dead Sea. Yeah. It's you're. It's pronounced Rhymes, the Red though. Sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Mediterranean the Dead stuff, Sea huh? is the very salty one. Yeah, that'll get you. Yeah, and you don't even need that, Pete. You you just float on your own. I do float on my own for sure. Yeah, take a deep breath. You stay out there. For, uh, you live live out in the middle of the ocean for a week. The only thing you're dying of is being terribly afraid. I think. Yeah. Um, Loneliness. Watching out for sharks. Yeah, the sharks. No, no. Yeah, I'm terrified of sharks too. I'm not gonna. But I just think, uh, just trying to drive home the point that I either can or used to be really good at just taking a deep breath and doing absolutely nothing and floating like a charm. Wait, so Pete, that's your assumption, or it's like you you live by the idea? It's like, yeah, I don't see how people drown in the middle of the ocean. I could easily float for a week. Just the floating part, yeah, and not a week, but I think like I could effortlessly, if you know, not being eaten by a shark or starvation, that kind of thing. I feel like I could just twenty four hours. I think I could cover, and probably like take a nap and be fine. <laughs> so you might as well make it a pool at that point, just yeah. to, to run the exercise, the experiment. Wake up and feel comfortable. Oh, I'm in the ocean. Yeah, seems about yeah, right. Yeah, like I mean, I think I would just get on the verge of falling asleep, and then. Obviously, like when I started to drown, I think I would come, come to, and that would re, that would almost act as a caffeine. I wonder if humans tried that, not to jump all over the place. I wonder if humans tried that before caffeine, like just jabbing themselves or something. Oh God, I'm awake now. Okay. Or yeah, just put a tank of a uh, small tank of water over top of your head until you're just about to drown, and then oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, just jolt, jolt you back into it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the Starbucks of the old yeah, just drowning stations where they drown you within an inch of your life. And then you're just so <laughs> wide-eyed and ready to rock. Just jacked up the whole day, yeah. Well, that's why the Starbucks symbol is a mermaid, because it, it symbolizes people being in the water and oh, nearly shit. dying and then coming out of it. How about it? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it comes it all, from. It all ties together, the drowning mermaid stations. Yeah. Wow, we. And yeah, like a, a knife station, a drowning station. I think the way you have like your mochas and your whatever else there is, um, <laughs> I think you have your, your jabbings, your drownings, your jabbings, your drownings, your <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're falling your off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, you're falling off a cliffs. Yeah, yeah, your your punches, your stabs, your wraps around the back. Um, I think you could have something there. Yeah, I mean, there is like there's like the autoerotic asphyxiation thing, right? So it's it's sort of like mm. already. There's stuff like this already going on where people are taking advantage of like uh, the body's freak out response and getting something good out of it. Good. I'm glad they're on that. That's good. I yeah. think that's an underused, uh, that's an undertapped resource maybe. I don't know if anybody's out there getting it done to uh, like shoving their head into a tank full of water though. I think that's probably something new. That's worth, but, that's worth just spreading around, see if it 
I think that might be the easiest one to get going, like a homemade one of those, because you just get yourself a five-gallon bucket, dunk your head in within an inch of your life, and then, you know, you don't need sleep for a few days or something. Yeah, I think sort of like you have to do with the uh, autoerotic side of things. You have to be jerking off while you do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought I thought that is what we were talking about anyway. But yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say you have to rig something up to force you to stay under the water because like you'll just lift your head up. So it's sort of like you know the guy has uh, to rig up the thing with the with the door or whatever. Yeah, it might be like you might have to put something in your mouth and it forms to you, and then it determines like how you how long you can last within an inch of your life, because otherwise you're gonna be pulling up long before that. You're right. Yeah, you're going to pull up before you get the good stuff out of the whole situation. And then you got to get a friend to hold your head under, and then, you know, someone shows up at the wrong time. (laughs) Right. And they say hello to them, and they're like, they keep holding you down because they get distracted talking to that guy, and you drown because they forget. Even though you're, like, smacking them, like, let me up. (laughs) You're freaking out. But he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Yeah, you walked up and started talking to me. Nice to see you. Or the guy doesn't show up at all and you're late for work and it's like, sorry, I couldn't make it in on time. The guy that drowns me every morning was late. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's a perfectly acceptable excuse. Like, your drowning guy is late. You can't be late unless your drowning guy was late. That's the only... That's like a maternity leave style. Like, that's how good it is. You need a signed note from the drowning guy. It's like, I promise I was late to his house this morning. Right, right. <laughs> Don't talk to me until I've been drowned within an inch of my <laughs> It's getting drowned o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if they do that for coffee stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. So if, if it's a stupid phrase, it's on a coffee mug, certainly. Yeah. Plug in all the drowning ones for the coffee mug, drowning coffee mugs for sure. Just a coffee mug big enough to that your friends. <laughs> it's what we're famous for. Do you guys give anything to the idea that in old black and white movies, all the men are ugly? <laughs> I would like to go watch every single one and definitely hope to agree with you. Because, yeah, that's off the bat. That sounds exactly correct. Because Kristen and I watched Casablanca last night and like Humphrey Bogart is supposed to be this guy that fucks and he's also supposed to be 37 and he looks like a a horrible 50 year old man. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that might have been like a technique. Just like, let's get all the ugly guys in the movies. Then, you know, the ugly guys were the ones making it. So they thought maybe they'd have a better shot outside or something. Yeah, like the movie industry is just a whole conspiracy to help ugly guys fuck. Yeah. I mean, I think in, in a lot of ways, actually, it that proved to be true over the years. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Big ruse to get ugly guys to fuck. Yep. Which I think most of everything is just that yes. also. <laughs> and in the movies, too. Like, every movie's about an ugly guy, not on top of the oldness, and on top of, like, good-looking people now being in movies also. Now you still have ugly guys doing that. Yeah. Yeah, Seth Rogen with uh, Catherine Heigl in Knocked Up. I think that was the whole yeah. point of the movie. Charlie Theron. He's banging Charlie Theron in whatever recent one, oh, which is yeah. great. I mean, I'm happy for them both. I think they really have to have sex because they yeah they're actually in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They there's an asshole director who forces people to fall in love. <laughs> it's very method. Keeps sending them off on romantic getaways together every every <laughs> night. <laughs> After practice or whatever, shooting. 
Could the I I think I agree with you too, Pete, about the ugly uh, black and white um, actor men. But the uh, do you have to say actor men now? Uh, yes, because actress actors. is racist. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, are, is there any chance they were just old or were they are you saying they were also in particular ugly like are they just like maybe all of the actors back then were like in their 60s and they were just still playing like <laughs> I, a, I think it's a little a bit of both five year old guy but high school football team <laughs> Humphrey Bogart is the starting quarterback uh <laughs> I know. I think it was specifically ugly because I'm I'm watching this movie and like I didn't quite pick up on it, but then there's like one guy in the movie with uh, a like a, a jawline that has a shape in it, and he just stands out completely. Like it takes you out of the movie where it's like, oh, this guy doesn't look like anybody else in this film. And then I just kept watching. It's like, yeah, every guy who's in this movie is just ugly as shit, weird looking face, <laughs> stupid are nose, all, tiny are they mouth, pie faced. Is that uh, the right way of describing it? Are they kind of pie faced? Uh, what's pie faced? I don't know. Like I Babe just Ruth, got, like a big yeah. round face. Um, yes, that's no. They're just I, like I, I think they're all ugly in their own unique way, and that's what's beautiful about. <laughs> them. Oh man, okay. Diversity yeah. within the ugliness is nice. Yeah, but like Humphrey Bogart had like bags and wrinkles and looked weird. Then like the guy that that played the Nazi. Well, I, I think like he's supposed to be ugly on purpose. But then the guy that played the French officer and like the the, the war hero. They're all just like, <laughs> just very just her, their faces just are. are not um just like almost cone like it's everything just comes <laughs> forward it's very odd the nazi is just gorgeous <laughs> the director is just like, showing his like cards <laughs> yeah i'm picturing some pretty hot guys from black and white movies i'm just i don't know who they are but i'm just trying to picture was the sound of music black and white cuz i'm thinking nazis there so that could cover black and white and nazis <laughs> i think that was uh, in color Okay, right. The sound of music. Yeah, right. I can see the cover right now. Julie yeah, Andrews, short on blonde the field, hair. field, spinning around. Yeah. Fly blue, <laughs> weren't a lot of those movies uh, at, at that period of time, weren't, weren't a lot of the movies like black and white, but then they were like, ah, now the color just came out. Like, can't we just jam jam color into this movie? <laughs> <laughs> they release it like a, a year later and someone just painted over all the frames it's like, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah somebody just held some like clear like overhead projector paper in front of it and, <laughs> and filmed it again filmed another tv in front of it just the shittiest right. coloring they, job they boot like the movie with with like a film <laughs> over it <laughs> yeah but oh, i yeah. think there there had to be some hot guys back then I, i'm thinking of somebody like uh uh, what about this? Uh, what about Ricky Ricardo from uh, from Lucy? Yeah, yeah Desi Lucy Arnaz. He was a, Des, he was a handsome Desi Arnaz. Man. Yeah, yeah, he's See, a looker. But that was Lucy. TV. It was different. All the hot guys were on TV. I think. Oh. oh, okay. He didn't get in any movies. He couldn't. He couldn't get a movie role. No, uh, not that I've seen. With a mug like that. No, uh, just... apparently not. Yeah, too good looking. They sent him out of the casting room right away. Was yes, he coming over gotcha. from soaps? Maybe. Uh, I. The only thing I know about him is I love Lucy, and then he Desi well, the soap man. He cheated on her all the time. That's that's the thing I know about Desi Arnaz. Oh, oh were right. they actually together? Oh, yeah. They were married in real life, and then he was just uh, on the sly, just fucking everybody. He was fucking Ethel oh, on the side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was the one that broke up the marriage. Yeah. 
Fred was Did fucking they really, after really work. sleep in those uh, separate beds? In your <laughs> <life>? <laughs> yeah, that's actually why they got divorced because he just couldn't take sleeping in the separate beds. It was mandated by the studio, and he was like, "Why, why can't we sleep in the same bed? This is bullshit." Ethel lets me sleep in the same bed. <laughs> Just keeps bringing the the ladies over. And Ethel lets me sleep in the same bed. Also, I don't know her. No, that's not. <laughs> I don't know. Or like he's there. cheating on her with her in the room, but it's like it's a different bed. It doesn't count. <laughs> it's a different bed, Lucy. Nah, <laughs> I'll keep giving it a shot. If you guys don't mind me working it out on here. Yeah, like it, it'll nah. get a little bit better each time. Okay, cool. So Desi's fucking Ethel. Nah, that's not <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing impressions with nothing behind him at all. Right. <laughs> Hey, Ricky, how are you? That's Fred. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do better than that if you want to impersonate Fred. <laughs> no. Who is that that I'm doing there? Lucy, you can't be in the show. No, that's not it. Damn it. <laughs> Ethel? Is that Ethel? <laughs> <laughs> that was the that was the um, conveyor belt. Oh, yeah, that the, one uh, scene. The actual thing that sent the chocolates, that was, it talked to her. That was, it told her it was, yeah. she was doing a bad job. It's like, Lucy, you got to do a better job wrapping these chocolates. <laughs> Speaking of I Love Lucy, William Holden was on an episode, and I think he was an actor. And he was like, the whole point was Lucy saw him at a restaurant. And she's like, oh, he's so handsome. And like, yeah, seems like a pretty handsome guy. But again, I saw him on TV, never in a movie. Ah. I mean, he's right. been in movies. I just never saw a movie that he was in. So as far as I'm right. concerned, he was never handsome in a movie. What was the days of wine and roses? No idea. Was that was it, a uh, like a, de- a depressing movie about alcoholism, I think. Oh, sorry to bring uh, it up. That's, a, that's okay. <laughs> you wouldn't have guessed it by uh, the title. That's a very uplifting title. Sounds like fun. yeah, the days of wine and roses. No, I mean it's a great it's a great movie. Uh, we love it. It's a movie friend friend of the podcast. It's a a favorite here (laughs) on the podcast. You know, on this podcast, we talk about a lot of things. And one of those things is always the Days of Wine and Roses. Yeah. We're a Days of Wine and Roses heavy podcast. (laughs) And that brings us to our theme. (laughs) (laughs) Movies we love. What what about uh? What's your verdict on Jimmy Stewart? Is is he handsome? I I, I think the voice makes him ugly. Oh, right, ugly voice. My car, my car. Yeah, right. Mary. Well, Clarence, what do you mean, Clarence? Right. Trying to do a Jimmy Stewart impression. It's just Lucy. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Clarence? <laughs> God bless <laughs> us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Christmas Carol, I think, which is makes uh-huh. it even better. Yep. <laughs> uh, I never knew I had so many friends. <laughs> uh, God bless us, everyone. God, Lucy, I. Jimmy Stewart standing in for for Desi Arnaz. Zozo's paddles. Zozo's <laughs> paddles. That's that's that was back to my uh, that's my Lucy again. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thanks. It's what we're famous for. Okay, and we are back. And uh, I'm Gulliver from uh, Gulliver's Travels over here. Huh. 
What was he? Uh, where was he going? And did was he the guy who got tied down to the ground? I was tied down, yes, uh, by the little people, uh, the Lilliputians. Darby O'Gill and the little people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they call themselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it, you know, just traveled around, had some travels. Got tied down a few times. Yeah, I got tied down as often as I could and then <laughs> <laughs> came back home and now I just have a horrible, horrible, boring life with my uh, you know, wife and kids. Oh man. Tied down in a different way, not the fun kind. Yeah. yeah. Who'd have thought being literally tied to the ground with a million little people crawling all over you would be better than being figuratively tied down with I guess little people are still crawling all over you. That part checks out. Oh yeah, not small enough. Yeah, too, yeah. too <laughs> small. Yeah, small but not small enough. The kink, the kink is requires much smaller people. <laughs> Can be four and a half inches at most. Yeah, I, th I think the the allure is uh, the different locations, like being tied down in Bali, being tied down in in the south of France, being tied down in uh, you know New Zealand. Like that's that's where the excitement is. But you're tied down in the same place every day. Yeah, I mean, you might as well I just be Gulliver, saying, the guy yeah. that stays at home. Right. I wonder if anybody has like made references to this is uh, clearly the work of a pedophile. He's has he he writes about being tied down and having small people mm. all over him. Well, no? he I think he also wrote about the opposite, which might have been a cover up. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just trying to throw everybody off the scent. He wrote about you know himself being tiny in like the world of the. Uh, Brobdingians or whatever, which were like these giant people. So yeah, oh. which again, that could be just he knows what he's doing. Like this oh, is yeah. his but, first. But, uh, and I'm jumping to the guy who wrote Gulliver's Travels. His his grandson, Jeffrey Epstein. So <laughs> oh shit, that <laughs> Take would away be from that what you will. That would be a really great thing to just like such a great obvious thing to like come out, and then he gets canceled in reverse now. Like we can't even. Right. They take that Jack Black Gulliver's Travels movie off of uh, iTunes yeah. or whatever the hell it is. So, and I'm, I was jumping to conclusions with that. So, it was he huge or were they tiny? <laughs> I think they were tiny. They were tiny. Uh, he was like regular the size. The Lilliputians were tiny. He was he was regular size. And then the other, the Brobdingnagians or whatever were huge and he was regular size. He was just a regular guy. Who were the Carthaginians? People from Carthage. Oh, okay. Then there's the Carpathians from Ghostbusters 2. Uh, no relation. Carpathians, yeah. I have a real um, I, yeah, guilty feeling about uh, Ghostbuster. Just the fact that I feel like it's almost like the same kind of guilt I feel for not knowing The Simpsons as well as I should. Like I feel like it's a classic that I'm not feeling, ah, I don't really need to see it or... Not yeah. I mean, like The Simpsons is 700 episodes. Ghostbusters is like three hours of movie. So yeah, it's, it might it might be worth it. <laughs> I feel like I tried one time, but I would used to be and still I'm kind of an asshole going into movies. So like maybe it yeah. deserves a fresh set of eyes. Well, like anything fantasy related, I know you, you got to put it up on a shelf and just like not 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 touch it. Yeah, but even as a kid, I a few slipped through, a few slipped through the cracks. Um, so mm -hmm. I feel like that could have, but didn't. And I just thought it, you know what, you know what? Can you not tolerate, yeah. uh, just a theory, Pete, can you not tolerate uh, Bill Murray humor? Is that, is that? No, I love Groundhog Day. 
Okay, gotcha. Yeah, one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah, but no, I Did mean, not I not like Bill Murray in it, but I no, love no, it. my God, can't stand. I the love guy. the guy that played the uh, the uh, the local news reporter. That's why I watched. Yeah, it. I'm a big Andy McDowell fan. Um, knowing <laughs> is that, that Ned Ryerson name. No, uh, Ned Ryerson okay. is I think named Ned Ryerson in real life. No, uh, what is, I don't know his name. I do know his name, but but I can't think of it. Anyway, um, yeah, no, I like Bill Murray, but that's really what I know him for. I don't think I could even name another Bill Murray. That terrible Christmas movie. Scrooged? Oh, no, wait. No, the Bill Murray's Christmas or whatever when he's, like, singing. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's like a, it's like a Netflix thing, Bill right? Murray yeah. Christmas special. And I was probably an asshole watching that, too, so it's probably fine. Did you see uh, Lost in Translation? I could see you being a real asshole about that movie. <laughs> I, I didn't even like it that much. Um, I think I tried. Is that with um, Scarlett Johansson? Bill Murray. As we like to say, Scarlett. is that with Bill Murray? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yoey H Dog. That's she's in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, big time. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I should like that. I like her. I think she's very hot. I I liked her voice and her. I fell in love right with the guy. I fell in love with the guy. No. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's surprising. I'll, I'll have to give that one another crack. I, I think she's asshole, purposefully right. like not hot in that movie. Like she's like, she's pretty, but she's not like match point Vicky Cristina Barcelona level in that movie. Scarly Yo Squad. Okay, yeah. I could probably deal with that. Having now liked her a lot or something. Yeah, it's like oh, it's oh, like it's it's a spoiler alert. She'll become hot later. Like that's, right, that's and the it would be like practice for if like you know eventually you know when people don't become as good looking later down the road. Like oh, you just be like oh yeah, well, if she looked like that in ten years, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Not that I would ever judge anyone based on any anything at all, let alone look. <laughs> um, I didn't even realize Scario was in there. Yeah, Scario, um, the, the killer. Yeah, she's a beast. <laughs> I think that you might not like Bill Murray humor. I'm, I'm that doubling might be down it. on. This, Tell me about this it. Theory. Keep going with that top. What do you got? I don't know. I just think that it's not your style of humor. You would. It's like some. It fits in some category of humor that I does not line up for me for you liking it, but it yeah. is ground Groundhog Day is kind of Bill Murray humor ish, but it's not yeah. as like smarmy as other Bill Murray stuff. Like Bill Murray, I think smarm is the word that kind smarm. of yeah aligns yeah. with his sense of humor where it's like, oh everyone's an idiot around me, which it's like funny to when he does it because he is like the coolest guy. But uh, <laughs> I could see I could see Pobs watching that being like this guy's not better than me. <laughs> right, right, I'm like offended that he thinks he's cool or some really yeah. sick reason. <laughs> oh god, that'd be an ugly. But I'm open to it being true, man. I got some ugliness in here. Don't worry about it. Or no, worry about it. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm trying to think what. You, yeah, but you you do have to maybe just give Ghostbusters another try and see if that. Don't let that influence what you don't like about it. I, I'm curious what you just on a fresh watch. What it is that you rubs you the wrong way about it? Yeah. I think it was, I had an issue with kids my age. I didn't believe that they got it. I was like, you don't get this and think it's funny. You're laughing because your parents are laughing or something. Like somebody told you this is funny. You don't, you don't get it. What is this? Nobody gets it. This is ridiculous. What are you laughing at? There is a scene where Dan Aykroyd in that movie gets a blowjob from a ghost. So, there, and there's no way like anyone understood that as a seven-year-old. Right. And like, yeah, those, and I know a lot of those comments, like, Stuff that we find funny now, like really good conversational, like humor, like that, like kids laughing along with that kind of stuff. I'm like, you don't get that. You haven't I had don't. enough conversations. You don't know why it's funny. Right. So I think I had some something brewing with that. 
or I figured that out later and then just told myself, wrote a story about myself in, in the past. And, <laughs> yeah. Mailed it to oh, yourself. Oh, man. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Nailed it to myself and ran around and uh, asked people to recite it to me and take a sample of my blood that was coming out of me. Yeah. Isn't that one of the most fun things to do where it's like you, you convince yourself of something and then double convince yourself that it's what you've always thought? Yes, yes. Oh, like, yeah. oh, and when I was five years old, I said, I pulled the guy aside and I said, sir, and then I quoted, you know, I, I don't even have an example because I've never, I don't have any good quotes, but I'm, the joke stands, the, or the, the scenario stands, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, <laughs> Shakespeare, quoted Shakespeare when I was five. Right, quoted Shakespeare, wrote Shakespeare when I was five, out, yeah, won a, won a contest against Shakespeare. I submitted to all Shakespeare's stuff and my stuff and mine won. <laughs> it's what we're famous